Hey friends, welcome to Real Stories of Life with God, a podcast with a pretty explanatory title, because that's what we're here for, a conversation with real people about their unique life with God. I'm your host, Chelsea Eubank, and I'm so glad you're here. Let's jump into today's episode. Right. Bethany, give us a little context about you. Um, I am a wife to Sean. We've been married for almost 15 years, which is crazy. Um, 15 years. Uh, we're getting old. Um, we met in college and, you know, the rest is history. Um, <laughs> live in Statesboro, Georgia. Sean was born and raised here. I came here for school at Georgia Southern and we've never left. I am mommy to three kiddos. Sienna is 12 now. Um, and in her first year of middle school, London is eight and in third grade and Carson is six and in first grade. And I'm a teacher. So this is my 15th year teaching as well, which is crazy. That's cool. That's cool. Let's see. Jesus is asked, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And he responds, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. So my first question is, what currently stirs your love for God? Hmm. Um, I think that one of the things that God's really just been teaching me a lot about over the last few years, really, is um, is peace. And so I think that I guess what stirs my love for him the most right now is that peace that I know that I have in him and that I can find in him um, and in his word and in through worship and just being in his presence. Um, That peace is definitely what stirs my love for him the most. Do you have like a rhythm? I mean, you have three kids, they're a little bit older. You're a full-time job. You know how sometimes we know that God is with us always. So Mm -hmm. I'm really thankful that whether I'm doing laundry or driving, I can still cultivate that relationship with him. Mm -hmm. But then we need a lot of those like habits. What does yours look like right now? Yeah. So I've struggled a lot with that, honestly, just um, with the way life changes. You know, I used to be a every morning, get up first thing in the morning. And that was when I had my quiet time. Um, And honestly, a lot of it has shifted a little bit to like the only time that I'm really alone, like alone, alone is on my way to work. And so um, a lot of times I've had to shift like my, my prayer time and my, you know, whether I'm listening to a devotional or a sermon or whatever, a podcast, um, I'll do that a lot of times on the way to work. And then like my actual Bible reading time is more, you know, at night before I go to bed and things like that. I, um, I think there's a good word in there for allowing it to change and not feeling guilty that it looks different. Mm -hmm. I think I wrestled with that for a long time. But being okay, being okay that it changes and believing that it's not necessarily found in the ritual kind of. Right. I remember that same exact thought, like after we had Sienna, you know, which was 12 years ago. And I was like, (laughs) over, you know, I'm never going to be able to spend time with the Lord again. I'm never, (laughs) it does. It just changes, you know, and honestly, like God speaks to me through (laughs) my kids so much, you know, like just something that they say and I'll laugh about it. And then the Lord, you know, immediately drops something in my heart. <laughs> um, in a relationship, I, you know, and that this is kind of how our relationships look now too. I don't necessarily plot out time to spend with each of my friends, you know, like this is our 30 minutes that we're going to spend together. <laughs> 
getting this, this is our time, you know, um, but I'll text them throughout the day or I'll mm-hmm. you know, like we communicate on a regular basis. And I mean, that's what our relationships are supposed to look like. I'm not saying don't mark off time in your day to spend with the Lord, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but I think that relationships are supposed to be ongoing in that way. And it doesn't have to be confined to, you know, a 30 minute time of day or however long that you, that you sit and spend with the Lord. So good. I, like, I, I need that, that grace. <laughs> yes. Oh my goodness. Yes. You know, I struggle with that, with being consistent sometimes. So I need that grace to, um, to know that the Lord is going to speak to me in other times throughout my day as well. Okay. On the other hand, is there anything that's currently stifling your love for God? So I think that, um, Honestly, it all goes together. The The thing that probably stifles my love for him the most would be fear and getting caught up in, you know, anxiety and worry. And one of the things, you know, like that he's been teaching me that peace isn't something that just happens naturally. You know, like it's something that we actually have to fight for. And that's something that he's been teaching me, you know, for the last couple of years, really. Um, and honestly, it started one Sunday when. Brandon was up there preaching and he said, what does, um, what does like a consistent faith look like was basically the gist of what he was saying. And immediately I was like, that means that you don't get swayed by whatever comes your way. You know, like you're just, you're consistent, you're faithful. That's what, that's what it looks like. And that was like in October of 2019. And then I feel like just a myriad of things happened after that, that just honestly, like my faith was swaying. Mm -hmm. Um, I was eating my own words, I guess you could say, but um, from, and it's like the smallest, silliest stuff, but it completely like threw me off track. Um, Like it started with my middle child getting head lice. And I know that that sounds ridiculous, but I really thought I really wanted Sean to go check me into a hospital and like, (laughs) leave me there until it was all gone. I was like, I can't deal with this. I can't deal with this. And Sean was like, Bethany, it's fine. It's just head lice. And I'm like, I can't, I can't. I feel like things are problem with me. I can't, I feel dirty. Like this is horrible. This is like the worst <laughs> I've been through in my life. And then, you know, like looking back now, I'm like, okay, was that really the worst thing that could have possibly <laughs> been? No, but that's like where I was. And then when the when the world shut down in 2020, that was just a completely other form of just fear and anxiety and you know the what ifs and and all of that and um, and honestly, those three months of teaching March, April, and May were probably the most difficult months that I've ever had as a teacher. You know, I think a lot of people thought, well, oh, all those teachers they are just sitting at home doing nothing with their kids. No. I was working at least 10 hours a day. Um, And not to mention that I had three children who I was supposed to be teaching as well. (laughs) It it was really, really rough, like on my mental health. It was really rough. And so, but one of the best things that came out of that is that, um, you know, normally I would have said, I don't have time for this. I I can't, I can't commit to doing that. But um, a lady that I worked with asked me to, um, join a Bible study that she, or it was a book study that they were doing. And the book study was um, Jenny Allen's Get Out of Your Head. I'm not sure if hmm. you've read it. It was great. And it was exactly what I needed um, at the moment because it, I guess, put a different perspective on 
not only what I was going through, but how I needed to be dealing with it, how I could mm. better, you know, how I could be more equipped um, with the weapons that the Lord has given us to fight, you know, these things that I was feeling and going through. Um, and so in the same way that like the, you know, peace is what draws me to him. I think my fear is what like stifles me sometimes. And I think that I've, I'm not saying that I'm not saying that it's all gone away and that it's all, you know, completely gone, but I will say that I don't let it linger for as long now, you know, I've gotten picking up my weapons and I've created a playlist for when I needed to fight, you know, when I needed to fight for peace and just knowing that, that, that shift, um, can and does take place when we take our eyes off of ourselves and the what ifs and, you know, all of that. And, you know, one of my favorite sayings, one of my best friends from, um, from high school says this all the time. She was like, you know, God takes our what ifs and turns them into even ifs, you know, and even if these things happen, he's still faithful, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, and so I think that's a lot about what, that's a really long answer to your question, but I think that's a lot about what both stifles and draws me to them. Like they're very much connected. Yeah. No, I think it was a, a beautiful answer. So, yeah. Yeah, that's good. Okay. Fill in the blank. The truth that God is blank means a lot to you because blank. I think I'm going to say faithful. The truth that God is faithful means a lot to me because, and I think that this kind of goes back to my worries but, you know, as a, a parent, you know, you worry about your kids. I think that some of that is completely natural. But I think that what one of the things that I can rest in is knowing how faithful God has been to me only proves that he's going to be that faithful to my children as well. Because he's cared for me so well, I know that he's going to care for them as well. And that gives me peace, you know, like that that's something that I can lay my head on the pillow at night and go to sleep, just knowing that because he's cared for me, because he's been so faithful, because I can look back throughout my life and see his hand um, in every area. I know that he can and will do that for them as well. Um, you know, and it's our job, yes, as parents to point them to the Lord and to, and to show them his goodness and his faithfulness in our own lives and to use the testimony that we have to, to encourage them to, to live for Jesus as well. But just knowing how good he's been to me and how good and faithful and, and sovereign he is, I know that I can trust him to be that for them as well. Cause you're right. It's if he never changes and he's always the same, then no matter what they're going through, no, even matter how strong or weak their faith is or wherever mm -hmm. they are, he's going to be that no matter what for them. You know, if they yeah. like open themselves up to that, there he is being that same, that same way. Yeah. I love yeah. that. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I never really confess that people always would say that, you know, they're like, look, um, okay. The last question is what is something you're looking forward to? Hmm. What is something I'm looking forward to? You know, I think one of my favorite things just about the Lord and salvation in general is just that his mercies are new every morning. And that, you know, I, I think a lot of times we as just, you know, human nature, we put things off 
um, until, well, I'll start that on Monday or, you know, I'll start again on Monday. I'll, I'll go to the gym Monday. I think the, one of the best things about the Lord and having a relationship with him is that you can continually be renewed and we're supposed to continually be renewed. I do think that the new year just reminds me of that and the fact that I can start again. Um, so I, I just want to say that I'm excited about, you know, there's, there's always things in my life or in my heart that I'm like, oh, I need to work on that. Or, mm. oh, I, this is not <laughs> glorifying to God, or, you know, thought life, whatever it is. Um, there are always things that I need to continue to be renewed, um, in. And I think that that's what I'm looking forward to is the fact, like, there's so much hope in that that he never gives up on us and that we're never too far gone. And he's always ready to forgive and always ready to cleanse our hearts, our minds, you know, whatever it is. And so I guess just being on the cusp of a new year is just reminding me of renewal and the fact that that's available to me, not just um, that I need it. And um, so, yeah, I think that that's what I'm looking forward to. Well, thank you very much for taking the time. Great. You're so welcome. That's good. I enjoyed it. Listening friends, it means a lot that you added us to your day today. Thank you so much. Wherever you find yourself on your journey with Jesus, I hope you finished this episode with your faith cheered, refreshed, or strengthened. Until next time.